Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, little Miss Recappers. Amy here. Um, aside from our usual trashy and naughty language, this episode is going to contain talk of rape, child abuse, child pornography, religious trauma, just a whole host of difficult topics. So if any of this is triggering for you, I suggest you skip this episode. And I also want to just say on a personal level, we've tried really hard to uh, remain fair and to disclose our biases. So, you know, if we are talking a little bit about religion and politics, I hope that we've done a good job in, in maintaining our objectivity. And I uh, hope you stick with us. And if you can't, that's fine. And we'll see you again soon. Thanks and enjoy the episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Little Miss Recap, the podcast where we go out drinking and get up at the crack of dawn to talk about the Duggar family. <laughs> because why else would we get up at the crack of dawn on a Saturday morning but to talk about the Duggar family? I, I opened my eyes, my alarm went off at seven, and I was like, do I really want to talk about these people? <laughs> but you know what? There's no, better, there's no better time to harness my rage. Then first right thing in the morning. <laughs> yeah, let's get it out of our system. And then we can have a very clear, yes. we can have our own shiny happy day. I have to say, I felt like it was a real, real loss that we didn't use REM shiny happy people. But I'm pretty sure Michael Stipe would be like, no. no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Although. No. Can't have my song. Although he might appreciate that they were exposing them. Oh, yes. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. like I could see them using shiny happy people and like melting it down at the end as picture of the Duggars burned. In the right. <laughs> Yeah, no, instead they had the creepy, like, vocal of, Amen. I I just want all Gen X video director on you. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I like it. I like it. It would have been great. So, I'm Amy Archer. I'm your host, and I'm here with the wonderful, beautiful, performance art-having, I don't know what else to describe you as, cat-loving. Cat-loving. Amanda Lipnack, Raydell. Hello. Good morning, Miss Amy. Morning. Good morning, friends. We're really excited and terrified to talk about this. Well, I, I bring up the performance art because you went to something last night. I did. I did. We went to go see a performance of Twelfth Night. If you're in the Philadelphia area and you are free between now and June 25th, mm. highly recommend going to see uh, Twelfth Night at the Wilma Theater. That's fun. Um, it, yeah, a good friend of mine is an actor and she's in it and um, she's fantastic. And the show's fantastic, but through most of it, you're going, huh, 
I mean, this is Shakespeare, so I recognize that piece. But, huh, we have a blow-up pool and skateboards. And was somebody giving was somebody giving birth in the blow-up pool? No, we did not have that. Mm. Unlike the rest of our reality TV Mm -hmm. thing, I have to ask you before we jump into this: Do you now feel really dirty watching TLC shows in the way that we do? This changed my opinion about TLC. Same, same. I was like, oh, wow. Somebody, somebody along the way called it the lurking channel. And I was like, mm, yeah, that wrong. is exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, we joke that we learn things and occasionally mm-hmm. we do learn mm-hmm. things. But um, the fact that it was the Duggars that really made these, made the, made TLC what it is today is yeah. like, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel a little complicit. So but as, as Amanda, I'm not giving up 90 me, day. We're talking about Shiny Happy People, Duggar Family Secrets from 2023, four episodes on Amazon Prime. I don't know how to describe my rage. Blinding? Would that be? <laughs> I feel like blinding is is maybe, you know, dialing it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, this, there's a multitude of reasons why this is enraging. And yes, it is the story of the Duggars. But the Duggars are really just the the entree into this crazy world. Yes. And yes. we use them because many of the people in the world know them. So why don't we like talk about our experiences with the Duggars okay. as well as any any biases we have. Let's yeah. just own them from the jump. So, I mean, I am an atheist. Anyone who knows Same. me knows this. Um, Same. I grew up Roman Catholic. So I do have some familiarity with the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't necessarily hate it. You know, I just, I don't believe it. Period. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I do want to tell everyone, if you are super religious, do not listen to this episode. I, I don't feel like you're going to like us a lot after this if, if yeah. you're yeah. deeply convictedly religious. Like, if you're a fundamentalist, A, I don't know why you like me in the first place. Right. I don't but... feel like, I don't feel like we have a lot of fundamentalists that are listening to us. Hey, I mean, I could be wrong. Listeners, right. <laughs> you might want to turn off. Yeah. You um, might want to skip to the next episode of whatever it is. But I just, you know, I, I, I feel I come from the place of like I do with most things. Hey, fly your freak flag, whatever you believe, you believe. But I have a problem when A, you're forcing your beliefs on other people. Right. When B, you are forcing your belief on children. Yes. And C, when you're using your religious beliefs to impact policy that affects other people. Agreed, agreed, agreed. All right. So why don't you talk about your... Oh, and as for the Duggars, like, I I didn't really know much about them. No. I just knew they had a lot of kids and they kept having more and more kids. Yeah. I did watch, like we were talking about off air, I did watch John and Kate plus eight. Occasionally. Like, I wasn't, like, a religious viewer. No pun intended. Right. (laughs) No pun intended. And they weren't a religious family. Like, yes, they had eight children, but the story was she had sextuplets. Like, that was the catch. Not that they were religious. Not that they... Correct. I don't think any moment of John and Kate's life, they went, let's have sextuplets. Let's repopulate the world. They just had sextuplets. So let's hear your experience with the Duggars, your biases. Let's get them all out of the way. Sure. So, and Leo clearly has thoughts as well so um i am an atheist as well though i do attend a unitarian church which we talked Um, about yes which Mm -hmm. it's very comfortable for me because it's a very easy place to not believe in anything specifically about god right there's a lot of beliefs but 
God is kind of an optional one of them. Um, so I was raised pretty much a heathen. My dad's Jewish, mm. my mom's Presbyterian, and religion just was not a thing in okay. my childhood. Except I went to private school. I learned more about religion in school than I did at home because I went to private school so they could actually talk about I did it. Too. But I it went wasn't to Catholic school. It wasn't in an, it wasn't even Christian based schools. It wasn't even an indoctrination. It was just like we said the Lord's Prayer when we said the Pledge of Allegiance. It was just a thing yeah. we did. Yeah. So yeah. in fact, I went through a period where I could not say one without the other. It just mm. kind of like flowed one right into the other. <laughs> um, so my issues are very much like yours. People can believe whatever the heck they want to mm -hmm. believe. I don't care. You want to sit in your house and have, you know, daily worship and do whatever you want. Sure. Great. Have that. Cool. Mm -hmm. My issue is when you force your children into this world, don't show them any other options mm -hmm. and then shun them when they don't fit nicely into that mold. Mm-hmm. It's when you try to proselytize. I have no time for proselytizing. Mm -hmm. um, and when you decide other people need to live the way that you do. Yeah. You know, yeah. I say all the time, like, I'm, I'm there. We're going to try to stick away from our own personal politics, but I have a lot of beliefs, many of which are around queer rights. Like, if, if you don't, if you don't want to be gay, don't go. If you're not gay, don't, don't be who gay. cares? Don't be gay. No one's forcing you to get gay married. Like yes. you yeah. don't like it. Don't do it. It's not a big deal. Like, yeah, it's just not that difficult, but the, it's the forcing of other people that really bugs me. And that is so much of the mission of the IBLP is really to impact the world. So why don't we just yeah, let's jump, just jump into in, this? Because I have a lot more. Because there's say. a lot of acronyms and there's a lot of things. We Like we said, we could talk about this for seven days. So we need to so be we're, thoughtful. We're going to go episode by episode with just some big bullet points. Yep. And, and yep. just lead the conversation from there. So um, I have a list of people in the documentary. It's not okay. a complete list, but we see Jill Duggar and Derek D Dillard. Okay. Because yes. she's married. Um, she's, she's the, the lone Duggar who speaks in this documentary. Yep. She's the fourth oldest. Mm -hmm. Okay. She's also one of Josh's victims. Yes. Yes. We see Deanna Duggar, who is Jim Bob's sister. We see Amy King and hero of the entire series, Dylan King. <laughs> I loved him. He cracked me up. I actually really love the two of them. I and love I... the two of them. And I love how he just sits there and just... Everything she says, he's like, huh? He's reacting like he's heard this. He's hearing it for the first time. He's the audience. Yes. He's the he audience. Is. He is. And, and then I, we, I, yeah, ahead. anyway, continue with the people. Okay. Then we have Jen Suthpin, who is, she does Fundy Fridays on YouTube. Yes. She's, she's an interesting one. We have John Peace. He's a pastor and journalist. And I, I always write descriptions to help myself. I wrote bald, skinny, young dude. So mm -hmm. that's who he is. That's accurate. We he have was bald, Jim skinny, young and dude. Bobby Holt. Who I have a lot to say about these people. Yeah. Professor Dumez, she is a sociologist, I think. Yes. And, and then why we, isn't this our job? That, yes, as I'm listening yes. to her, I'm like, this should be what Amy and I do for a living. But And then we have various people who left the lifestyle and were homeschooled, like Chad Harris, Tara and Floyd, Tia, Tia Levin, Tia. Heather Heath, Brooke Arnold, Laura Smith. That's all I have. I may yeah. have missed people, and I apologize. I was doing the best I can. But those There's are a lot. sort of the main players. Yeah. And I listened to a podcast, which you can talk about at the end, with Tia Levings on a little bit culty. Okay. I love this woman. I love her so much. Yeah. I want to become her best friend. Yeah. She was cool. 
Mm-hmm. All right. So you took some notes for episode one, which is Meet the Duggars, I think it's called. Yes. I forget what it's called. So Yeah, that's exactly what it's called. Give and us really this bullshit. It, it was this bullshit. It was just really setting the stage of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You didn't they mm-hmm. didn't dig really deeply into any of the issues, mm-hmm. but it was introducing you to who the Duggars were, if you were not familiar. Um, and the Duggars at this point have, are I think finished with 19 children. Though Ugh. they had their 20th pregnancy on television. I have um, thoughts about that later. Oh, well, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. So we find out about the family. We find out about Jim Bob. He grew up Christian, mm-hmm. missionary Christian, mm-hmm. or missionary Baptist, mm-hmm. but not quite in as far um, into the conservative world as he winds up going. Um, and I'm not casting aspersions on the term conservative. He's just gotten more and more conservative yeah, Christian yeah, yeah. as time has gone on. Um, and... Jim Bob met Michelle. Michelle grew up in a, I'm going to call it a regular family. Like she did not grow up in a fundamentalist Christian world right. at all. Right. She was a, she was she a said, cheerleader. She was a cheer. Amy, she got caught up in that boyfriend, girlfriend mix. <laughs> well, we all know she dropped to her knees pretty quick when she met Jim yes, Bob. she did when she met Jim Bob. <laughs> yeah. And I actually wrote Jim Bob sucked her into the cult, but I, oh <sighs> God. Okay. So yes, they meet, they fall in love, they get married at 17 and 19, mm-hmm. so they're babies, and they mm-hmm. start having babies, mm-hmm. and they have Josh first, and then she'd been on the pill, they have Josh, she goes back on the pill, and then has a miscarriage, and they're convinced that the pill caused the miscarriage. And I lo- one of the faults, I think, of this documentary, and there aren't many, Mm-mm. but I one, thought this of, was really good. one of the faults is that they tend to just gloss over this misinformation, Right. Without correcting it. They needed right. somebody, they needed a medical doctor there to be like, okay, That's well, not how this maybe works. that happened in this very rare case, but here's yeah. the odds of that happening, blah, blah, blah. Yes, this is not, this is not what really happens. This but- is how this sh- shit spreads, guys. Like, people right. say it from a position of authority, and we just keep going. And There are probably millions of people who have watched the Duggars say they were, that Michelle was on the pill, so they had a miscarriage, mm-hmm. and they had to pray for God's forgiveness. And now we've got millions of people not on the pill because they're convinced it's going to cause a miscarriage. Well, I will tell you that I got pregnant on the pill. Okay. Well, there you go. (laughs) But I have two healthy children. And yes, here's, here's what I did wrong. I was switching pills and the doctor Ah. told me you have to use a backup method for 30 days or 60 days or whatever. I didn't hear that part. So it was user error. Yes. Yes. Most time when people get pregnant on, birth control control. it's user error um yes Yes. go on so anyway so then um so then we start going into how they start having all these kids and the whole goal of this and we can talk about the quiverful movement which they don't talk a ton about the quiverful piece of it right in the documentary but it's i was well aware of the quiverful movement for a long time from plathville i was aware of it yeah and i knew about it well before then i had a friend who like fell deep into this well years ago so she would educate me okay so the quiverful movement actually comes from a bible passage which i don't remember the actual passage but it basically says if you want to go into the arm into you know war battle you want as many arrows in your quiver as possible which makes sense you want as much ammo to go into the world sure well they see themselves as people who are doing god's they're they're god's soldiers on earth yeah they're like battling satan on a daily basis right Right. And if we make more children and make more Christians in this mold, only in this mold, like mm-hmm. 
these guys would look at a Roman Catholic and go, you're not Christian. They'd yeah. look at a Mormon and go, you're not Christian. Yeah. They'd look at a Methodist and go, you're not Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of those people are Christians. Um, they want to create more in this mold because their goal really is to take over national politics and take over how the world is run. Which gives me incredible anxiety. Me too. <laughs> as somebody, I don't want these people in charge of me. As somebody who teaches in my literature classes the handmaid's tale and like i right. live and breathe the handmaid's tale this was not supposed to read, be an instruction manual friends read how how that entire book went down and how it all started i mean it is this is how it starts terrifying it starts with a bunch of people who are scared yeah and that's yeah. really that's really the thing that i that i just kept hearing over and over again is it's just fear yeah. It's just Gilead fear. was it, created out of fear. A hundred percent. They create this world out of fear. They're afraid of the secular world. The Duggars didn't have a television in their home. Mm-mm. I love the fact that his sister, Deanna, had to call them if there was a tornado warning because they would have no idea mm-hmm. that a tornado's coming, which is a real problem in Northwest Arkansas because that happened a lot. Yeah. Um, and so even when they started the show, um, her, his sister was like, you don't even have a television. And he's yeah. like, well, but this is a ministry. Right. The red flag. This red is flag. a ministry. This, this is a ministry. We watch a lot of TLC stuff. It ain't none of this a ministry. This Mm-mm. is Mm-mm. this is people making poor choices for our entertainment. 100%. Which makes me sound like a terrible person. But um, that I enjoy that. But yeah, it, this is this was their ministry. And yeah. towards the end, we, we meet, or middle-ish, we meet Jim and Bobby Holt. Oh. The fact that these two people are trying to paint themselves Mm -hmm. as people who did the right thing is appalling. They only did the right thing because A, it affected them. Yep. Because it affected their daughter. Right. If Josh Duggar was not engaged to their daughter, they would not have done the right thing. No. Mm -mm. No. And their version of the right thing was so let's go back so josh gets accused Mm -hmm. of touching his sisters trigger warning guys we're gonna talk about about sexual assault yeah there's a lot of physical sexual and emotional abuse in this i'll put Um, trigger warnings at the beginning as well okay good because actually most people if they know about the duggars if they didn't watch the show they know about josh duggar Mm -hmm. um because he was accused of um molesting his sisters Mm -hmm. as jim bob said he just touched them over their clothes they Mm -hmm. didn't even know it happened so it happened amanda no harm no foul no 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 big problem jim takes his son eventually to the police basically to kind of scare him straight Sort of, I think so, or like it was performative, which it was performative. Yeah, I think, yeah, I yeah. don't, I don't really trust the motivation that any of anything that Jim no, Bob does, me either. Um, particularly in re- reference to how he treats his children, mm-hmm. um, and the the Holtz, like Jim Holt, went with him, and the cop was like, "Well, if you do this again, we're gonna have a problem." Well, it was that trooper. Who's now serving right. sixty six <gasps> years in jail for child pornography? I'm like, wait, and he's a good gloss- friend of the Duggars. I'm like, we're glossing over this. Right, hold on. Right, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stop. This cop 
gave a you know a finger wagging to a kid. Yep. And he was just mm-hmm. as bad. So eventually we'll talk more about what winds up yeah. happening yeah. to Josh. Yeah. But a lot of this stuff happened in 2002 and 2003. The mm-hmm. show started in 2008. Yeah. So Jim Bob and Michelle knew about all of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they sent him off to some IBLP something. What is your impression of Michelle? If I have to hear that sweet voice one more time, I'm going to murder somebody. I mean, you have to do what mommy says. Yes, that's right. It's so sweet. I say and you obey. Oh, my God. Oh, God. (laughs) Her voice is so creepy to me. She is so meek that I didn't even know her first name for two episodes of this. Oh, wow. I was like, what's her name again? I just kept calling her Jim Bob's wife. (laughs) What does that tell you? (laughs) Yeah, she's meek, but you also know she's she's just as diabolical as Jim Bob. She was just as calculating. Please fool me. Mm -mm. Uh uh. Mm -mm. Oh, no. Nope. No. And that's, and they talked about it, how they raise women to have that voice. And it, it's a lot of the Mormon, the Mormon fundamental, actually yeah. some Mormon, the keep sweet stuff. It's like, yes, yes. Keep yourself yes. small and dainty yes. and then you'll stay home and have all of your gender roles and make hash brown casserole and it'll uh, be great. Uh, yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I had a friend who was the youngest of 14 and I was, as an only child in particular, I was fascinated by what life looked like in their house. So, yeah. like, when they were showing kind of the scenes of what does the kitchen look like and what does the laundry room look like with, like, three washers and dryers. Like, there's a part of me that's like, wow, that's fascinating. How many like, kids were there? My friend was um, one of 14. Okay. So, my first husband was the oldest of seven. Okay. Which is a much smaller scale. But that's still But huge. it's still a big family and i i witnessed and kind of lived all of this big person stuff the reality is when you have that many children you cannot parent your children they're just not enough hours in the day which is why we then parentify the older children to raise the younger ones they talk about the buddy system where Mm -hmm. an older Mm -hmm. kid gets a younger kid Mm -hmm. and their buddies Mm -hmm. is that in this episode that's in this first episode right i think it's in this first episode they talk about it a couple times but like the fact that they call it the buddy system I know. seems to make it seem nice and sweet. I know. No, it's disgusting. It's 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 just so hard on people. Like I know people who were parentified as children and they are just they have a lot of issues now with yeah. that. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. they're working it, through them and it it look, everybody needs therapy in my opinion. Everybody could Oh, I think everybody needs therapy. Everybody could use it, you know. And and parents, so many parents out there try their best and do their best, oh, yeah. and the kids end up in therapy anyway. It's fine. Yeah. It's not a slight. It's not, you know, it's a not bad an indictment thing. on someone's right. parenting. Exactly. But it does something to you when you're parentified as a child. It really does. It does. And it does. I, I lived through this with my first husband. It, it really messes you up in a way, and you got to take care of that. I think it's no surprise that. Like, if we look at the Brown family, now they're not oh, IBLP. Boy. A knife but the kidneys. Kidneys. Um, I'm, I'm loving seeing Christine live her best sexy girl life. Go Me for too. it. Um, but there, I think there's a reason that, like, Logan and Aspen and Leon have not had children. Oh, yeah. Because they raise their kids. The same with <laughs> the, the Plaths. Yeah. 
Exactly. Ethan Mm -hmm. and Olivia haven't had children Mm -hmm. yet, which I think is really good because I don't know if the two of them are going to make it or not. Not because I don't believe in their love. I just think neither of them are equipped to have a great marriage. And Mariah Um, and Micah are kind of like just peacing out and living their best lives. And yeah, it's, there's something there. There's something there. Mm -hmm. So anyway. Okay. Back to the Duggars. Back to the Duggars. Um, And so we kind of wind up sort of at the end. Once we've introduced all of the Duggars and all of Mm -hmm. the Duggerness Mm -hmm. of it all. Mm -hmm. And why don't we move? Because I think we'll still jump around episodes and episodes because there'll be themes. But let's move on to number two here. So what are your thoughts on two? So at the end of episode one, we get an introduction to Bill Gothard. Mm -hmm. So Bill Gothard is, this is, again, unbelievable to me. That one semi-educated white dude, mediocre white dude, has created a list of rules and laws that That so many people listen to. And that he's telling people how to parent and how to be a good spouse when Mm -hmm. he is neither married nor has children. Discuss. This this sets me off because- Me too. One of the reasons I left higher education was I was teaching at Jesuit University and we had just come out of the pandemic and I was looking for a little bit more flexibility in my schedule, you know, working Mm -hmm. from home a day or two a week. And we are ruled there by Jesuit priests who don't marry and never had kids. And they don't want flexibility for you because they don't understand what it is to have a family. Right. They don't, which is why I've always had an issue with, Catholic priests giving mm-hmm. advice to people about marriage and oh, children. Oh, they did that for because, me too. Sure. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're taught to do and all that. Mm-hmm. And, and it's no shade to an individual priest or another. I'm sure some have given great advice yeah, in their day. Have, some are great. I right. have a friend I mean, whose boys go to a local Catholic church. She loves the priest. Mm-hmm. He's very, you know, understanding. He's kind of tuned in. He's, you know, younger. He gets yep. it. You know what I mean? It. But not all of them but Yeah, do. this... This Bill Gothard guy is mm-hmm. so freaking scary and so diabolical. So Bill Gothard creates the Institute of, remind me what the BLP stands for. Institute of Basic Life Principles. Thank this you. man has never met an acronym mm-hmm. he does not like. Yes. So his whole thing is like, there's a certain way to live. Now he has this umbrella system, guys. The whole thing is yep. based on this umbrella system, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. So there is this huge umbrella over everything, which is Christ. Right. And then there are a set of smaller umbrellas under the bigger umbrella. Why you would need another umbrella under a big umbrella? I don't know. I've never been one to have Mm -mm. a second umbrella under a higher umbrella, but go on. (laughs) So then the the second tier is like the pastor or the minister or whatever, uh, the church leader. And then the third tier is like the husband and Mm -hmm. then the parents because the wife. Well, the husband and the. The wife right. and then the children. The wife can't be even with the husband. The wife is a no, smaller the, umbrella under the husband. Egalitarian marriage mm-hmm. is not a thing in this world. And then the the kids are under the smallest. Now, he believed and told coliseums full of people that mm-hmm. if you stepped out from under the umbrella, Satan was going to get you. <laughs> exactly. Right. Satan is lurking right at the edge of yeah. the shadow of this umbrella, yeah. mm-hmm. ready to nab you. And one thing I do think we need to say is Bill Gothard doesn't have a church of his own his right. model right his model was to go into primarily southern baptist churches yep. very very conservative southern baptist churches mm-hmm. and he would come and speak about mm-hmm. 
his beliefs and introduce people to the Institute, or he would bring people to conferences where they would learn and then they would go back to their own churches and educate this way. Yeah, they called it like the church to people model. Right. So in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways, he was able to fly under the radar for a while in the cult world. Yeah. Because he didn't have a lot of the traditional things we think about of the cults. Like going back to even Yellow Jackets, like Mm -hmm. Lottie, if we joke about her cult, which is kind of a cult, but like she had a location. She was the charismatic leader specifically to these people. He didn't quite have that. Yeah. So he was able to fly under that. It radar. was just his horrific ideology spreading throughout the right, world. like wildfire throughout mm-hmm. Southern churches, mostly through the South. Yeah. So um, the chain of command traditionally was the children, then the wife, then the husband, then Bill Gothard, then Christ. Mm-hmm. And so one, so somebody says, and this is this is something that struck a chord with me because we see this a lot in recent politics. Okay. And I want to make this clear as we get into the political world that I have, I am a Democrat. I am a liberal. However, I have many friends who are what I call normal Republicans yep, or conservatives, people who don't buy into this, I guess, Trump stuff. You know what I mean? Where a trans person can't use a bathroom or whatever. Right. So I just want to make that distinction just as there are extremes on the left and the right. There's you know. a great swath in the middle where we can all meet yes, yes. and have and come to a common consensus on things. However, in politics a lot, you hear this idea of returning America, like making America great again. Mm-hmm. And then, well, when was America great? Well, it was great in the 50s and 60s. And, and somebody says, this is Bill Gothard. Like he wants yep. to return things to when everything was in favor of the white man, the white man, yep. not woman. The white man. No, exactly. Right. And- Yes. When, this is, when black people didn't have rights, when gay people didn't have rights, when women didn't have the rights that they have. That they even talk about is is the grand old time. It's the goal. And they even talk about how some of this so everybody in the IPL not everybody, most people in the IBLP homeschool homeschool their children mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with these wisdom booklets, which uh, uh, Oh, the wisdom booklets. We're getting there. <laughs> um but a lot of this was a reaction to desegregation. Yes. Because yes. people were upset. White people were upset that they were going to have their children go to school with people who weren't white. Yeah. Yeah. So they brought them home. Mm-hmm. Like it's so. Mm-hmm. Yes. We don't want to get into our, our own political beliefs here, but so much of what they are doing is either a reaction to politics. Yeah. Or it is to further a specific political ideology. Right. It's really hard when their goal is to, when the goal of IBLP is to create leaders to infiltrate the national political scene. It's hard to talk about this without bringing in politics. We're going to do Correct. our best. But. <laughs> yeah, and but we can get into people like the Madison Cawthorns of it all. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He, he's an IBLP kid. So, so that's Bill Gothard, and he is kind of yeah. looming over all of this, okay? So now in episode two, we see Josh is accused of molesting five underage girls. Some of them were his sisters. The trooper, like we talked about, is now in jail. That gave him a warning. Jill is upset that now what did you think of Jill Duggar's reaction to this? Because in current day, she's sitting there with her husband and mm-hmm. she's very upset that this came out, like yeah. that it came out. Not that it happened. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she's upset that happened, but that's not what she's right. focusing on right now. Yeah. Her focus I think is I didn't want anyone to know about this. Yeah. And I think it's a couple of things. I think first of all, no one wants their own trauma 
displayed on national television. Right. Period. Right. Second of all, they made her parade around as if she forgave him. And they used her and Jessa, I think it's Jessa, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, as, you know, they basically sent them out on the Josh Duggar apology tour. It was so horrific. hard to watch. Megan Those Kelly two young women. Yes. Interviewed these women and asked them questions about their sexual assaults. Right. And them to be sitting there downplaying it. Like, it's fine. Oh, we understand. God. He just made a mistake. It's not a big deal. And I I think that's a lot of her reaction. She didn't want this to get out because she knew what it would become. Because in their world, Josh wasn't the bad guy. They were. That's true. That's true. They were the ones who tempted him. They were. This fills me with rage towards Michelle Duggar. Same. Like, and I don't know why I'm just focusing on her. Jim Bob is just as to blame, just as culpable, but like, stand up for your daughters. Oh my God. Anyway. The mama bear in me would be like, Mm -hmm. and we're Mm -hmm. getting the hell out of here. Yes. I'm not letting, I'm not sending him off to some little fake camp, having him come back and everything's fine. He came back a changed man. I could tell. So we see this 2015 interview with Megyn Kelly and she asked them, how'd you first learn about this in 2002? And Jim Bob says, well, he was curious about girls and he touched them over their clothes and they didn't even know about it. Mm-hmm. And then he talks about going, sending Josh away to the IBLP camp, which was bullshit and bogus. Right. And Megan Kelly's like, how do you know that that worked? I mean, with all these young kids in the house. It's a valid question. It's, it's the same question, question I would have. And Jim Bob goes, oh, he was a changed man. Sure. Okay. Meanwhile, Josh gets caught up in the Ashley Madison leak, which we all yes. remember when that happened. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. Oh, um, and then porn star Danica Dillon, Danica Dillon, says um, she talks about her night with him and says right. it was consensual, but if felt rapey to her it was rapey yeah i'm sure yeah. the thing is these kids learn nothing about sex and sexuality they know nothing about sexual health yeah i, I mean I, i'm i am by no means going to apologize for josh duggar what no. he did was horrible yes on a million ways i also think he was created in a world that set him up to be this kind of person yeah and forgive him for being this kind of person you make so when you make every kid has sexual urges when they're young, sure. sexual curiosities, sexual urges, when you make those the an instrument of the devil, right. you push it into the shadows and it can become appealing to kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like or or such shame that they right. don't know how to break the shame cycle. Like it's just right. It's bad. And if you're already shamed about sex, then you can fall into even shamier things because it's all bad anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're going to get into the homeschooling. So Uh, Jim Duggar, Jim Duggar, listen to me. No. Bill Gothard Gothard. created the Advanced Training Institute, API. API. Mm -hmm. So he does this in the 80s. It was, I believe, I want to say it was 83. Because I remember thinking, okay. It's definitely during the Reagan administration. (laughs) Yeah. So they interview a bunch of kids about this. Oh, it's 1984. I have it here. So no TVs. All they had was a TV in each house that was hooked up 
to a VCR which played weird informational videos with old white dudes who taught you like piano. Oh my god, that video of the guy and the piano, yep. I was like, oh. I'm so glad that we got to play gospel piano today together. Right, I'm like, like okay, this dude. guy terrifies mm-hmm. me. I could be watching MTV. Right, one I was watching said, MTV. Now, now, this one kid said, my parents grew up in backwoods, blah, 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 Arkansas. And he's like, you were either still a steel mill worker or a coal miner. Yeah, I liked him. I liked him a lot, um, but I was like, well, then who, like, landscapes buildings, haze the field, delivers the mail? Yeah, there are other jobs. Yeah. But I get his point. He was being um, hyperbolic. Yeah, it's the story of, yeah. It's the story of Appalachia and it's the story yes. of, yes. you know, the Rust Belt. And mm-hmm. it, it's very normal. So he's like, when the chance came up to be a pastor, my dad jumped at it because it was mm-hmm. out of the mines. It was not in the steel mill. So... Then we learn that homeschooling is a response to Brown versus the Board of Education, 1954. Mm -hmm. And I just wrote, white people be crazy, yanking their kids out of school at this point. Heaven forbid. And and Gothard capitalized on this. And then in 1984, he creates the Advanced Training Institute, a curriculum where he takes like 30 people who are not... Okay, he did not gather the greatest minds. He did not say, I need everybody with a PhD... I need everybody who's, you know, done extensive scientific research to come with me to the woods and create the wisdom booklets. Right. No, no. He just grabbed like his buds. Like, I'm going to take 30 buds. We're going to go into the woods. We're going to write the very much like Moses on top of the mountain here creating. (laughs) (laughs) They're, They're creating the wisdom booklets and they come back and we learn what is in these wisdom booklets. Holy cannoli. First of all. We have footage of Jim Bob saying they debunk evolution. That's not yep. a thing. And Michelle's like taking us for a little tour around the Museum of Creationism. Right. And we're seeing like a big flood happened and that's how the world was uh, created. Right. And fossils. Did you know fossils were all formed at once in a great yes. flood? Mm-hmm. They were. And mm-hmm. dinosaurs were around here about 5,000 years ago. Yes. Did you Roman- know hands are formed of non-living atoms? I want to know what a non-living atom is. I don't even know what that means. Does that mean my I, hands are dead? Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're flopping our hands. And is it just your hands that are made of non-living atoms? Like, what about my shoulder? Are there non-living atoms there? I don't know. Do I, atoms get do to they your wrist up? and then die? Or they can't right. your hands? So, um, rock music, that's satanic. <clears throat> nope, can't do that. Um, and I feel like that... Made it into the mainstream in the 80s. I remember oh, that. Oh, it certainly did. Or that whole situation. And that was some of the satanic panic stuff too. Like yep. it all, yep. it all infiltrates. Um, Xavier Roberts, the creator of Cabbage Patch Kids, was a warlock. And he put Why a devil in so each. Why are we so anti? Each cabbage that was patch one of the things that made, did you have a Cabbage Patch Kid? Of course I did. Of course. Mine, mine's Valerie name was Annabelle Carol- and Taffy Adaria. Okay. Yeah. I had Caroline Bunny. Yeah. There you go. She was great. Yeah. Loved her. Um. I liked how, um, what did, what did one of the girls say? Instead of learning math, we learned slut shaming. Yeah. Barbie was a slut. They couldn't have Barbies. Sure. Forget that. And I just wrote at this point. Barbie's a hoe on the go. What are these people so afraid of? What is going to happen to your kid if they have a cabbage patch doll? Right. They're going to become us. I'm sure they think we're terrible. Because on some level. You have to believe that these people did not really believe that Xavier Roberts was a warlock. Did they? I think they did. I, I don't really even do. Know what that is I don't, like. I don't know how to 
I don't know how to wrap my head around that. Me either. I, I, so now yeah. we have, get ready, guys. Get away from anything breakable right now because now we have <laughs> the worst part ever. We we may maybe you and I need to go to a rage room after watching this. Oh, Jesus Christ. Amanda, what is wrong with the way people dress? It's mm. men have eye problems. Eye, tra- eye traps. Yes. So the solution to help the men with their eye with their eye problem is to avoid eye traps. Right. So the shorter the skirt, the more vicious the trap. I wanted to punch this woman in the face. And I'm not a violent person in any stretch of the imagination. Same. But I wanted to. This is so appalling to me. The kids wore pantaloons underneath their Mm -hmm. thing. Now, I remember, and I'm sure your girls did it. I'm sure you did it too. There would be days where we would wear like the equivalent of bike shorts underneath a skirt. So we could climb a tree no i mostly did that so my fat thighs won't rub together well that's actually that became the real reason (laughs) let's talk real for a minute (laughs) yeah but but these girls all had to wear under their like ankle length skirts yep you show oh i love the fact that they would show different outfits and the girls had to Draw on it. What were the eye traps? Yeah. So in the wisdom booklet, guys. This is their school. There's a this woman. School. There's <laughs> pictures of women wearing different outfits and you had to circle the eye trap. Is it the lace? Is it the uh, slit in the skirt? Is it the cleavage? Right. So the one girl said, instead of learning math, we were learning slut shaming. Slut shaming. Like yeah. So. It's appalling. All right. Now we, we get to this idea of getting the children in line. So everybody Mm -hmm. keeps saying like when, so former IBLP people who are speaking out now say, when I looked at the Duggars, what Mm -hmm. I noticed is that these children were like soldiers. They didn't say anything. They didn't talk online. They didn't laugh. They didn't enjoy life. They just were broken pretty much. But that's not how they describe it. They were like, they were just so well behaved and they were so good. But they, you and I look at that and go, oh my God, these children are broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But they- they wanted more of their brokenness. So I I listened to that interview with, with mm-hmm. Tia Levings mm-hmm. and she talks about this. So she grew up, she was the strawberry blonde that we saw in the documentary. Um, was she the one woman who of about her abused age. her? Yes. Okay. She was yes. very powerful. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, she wrote a book that's coming out next year that I very much want to read. Mm-hmm. Um, but she talks about, so she grew up Southern Baptist, but then right. her family fell more into this. She kind of grew up not in this world. Mm-hmm. She was not in this world until she was about nine, and then her family wound up in it. But she wound up talking to these other mothers at her church, and she called them or the organ pipe families. Because, you know, if you see an organ pipe, it, like, goes gently down from the tallest pipe to the shortest yeah. pipe. And it's always, like, yep. this gradual, pretty, usually, yep. I mean, organ pipe, pipe organs are gorgeous. And so to see that thing she's like that's what you would see sitting in rows we call them the organ pipe yeah or the pipe organ families yeah so the dad the mom and then just all the kids Mm -hmm. in perfect alignment and so she started asking those mothers what did they do and that's what a lot of these people did is they just saw these kids behaving really well what they described as really well what Mm -hmm. you and i look at and go what is wrong with these children because this is not how healthy children behave yeah and they wanted that and I kind of get it. If you have 19 children in your house, you need them to be get soldiers. Be quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't imagine how loud that house would be if yeah. they were not broken children. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's 
it's tough to watch. Like you look it at is. their faces in the footage and they just look they're blank. They're blank. They're blank. So do we want to talk about the child training yeah. piece now? So okay. these oh, children God. were talking about like at one point one of them said, I was terrified of like I would have nightmares of burning alive. Mm-hmm. And they were saying like for them, hell was not an abstract concept. Oh no, like, it was had, happening right here, right now. They had a very distinct knowledge of what hell was like and that they were going to go there if they sinned so we see pastors encouraging people to spank their kids there is this super creepy footage of this old guy calling this poor kid jason up on stage yes showing how to spank him and then making this kid hug him hug him and when he didn't hug him enough he spanked him again right and then had to hug him more were you spanked as a child um, I don't know if I was officially like spanked, but I was hit here and there. Okay. I was spanked a couple of times. Yeah. I actually, my dad did it and I, I talked to him about it. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where all my dad, all my dad had to do was look at me with his, this finger and go, come here. Yeah. And that got me into line real quick because yeah. I didn't want to be spanked. And I remember asking him, I'm like, so let's talk about the spanking thing as an adult. He's like, I hate that I did that. Yeah. But that's what we thought we had to do. Yeah. And I'm like, how hard did you hit me? Because I was just curious. So mm-hmm. I, he's like, give me your hand. And like, I'll put it next to the microphone so you can kind of hear it. It's like, it was, he's like, yeah, I barely tapped you. Yeah. It was just the whole, it like, was the whole ritual of the it. The whole ritual of it. Exactly. And really it was just stopping it. And there's a million ways to do this now. It's redirecting a kid into something else. Yeah. Yeah. It's really what it, it no. was in my house. So no, it was my, just a way for him to re- redirect. My dad would Charlie horse us. Like, what is that? So, okay. So the, Biggest problem my parents had with us disciplinarily as young children was mm-hmm. that we shared a room and we shared a bed and we okay. would never go to bed because we'd always okay. be playing. Okay. So sure. he would be yelling at us all night to get to sleep. Mm-hmm. So he would come in and he would Charlie horse us, which is like a punch to the thigh. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it was like, and I tell people that they're like, oh my God. <laughs> Their response is the one I just had, yeah. which is, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't necessarily remember it like super hurting or being traumatic, right. but I don't know. Or like if we, my dad had this thing, like if we were chewing with our mouth open, oh my God, he hated it so much. He would mm-hmm. like give us a slap up the back of the head if you want. <laughs> and yeah, if you it's knew tough. my dad today, he's the most chill guy on earth i don't know yeah but don't my dad is a super gentle man he would never my parents were super young when they had us my dad was 19 my mom was 17 they were the duggars Duggars. and they just didn't know like my dad was physically abused by his father essentially so like okay he because he was a lighter version of that he thought he was was better yeah yeah and it was the 70s like it was the 70s stuff we're describing was Mm -hmm. very normal for the 70s But these kids, like, they were beaten. So they talk about the rod of reproof. And so they talk about, you know, how you could beat a kid with a switch. With a switch and the glue sticks. The glue sticks. Now, that's something that I've heard in another documentary, and I can't remember where. You heard it in The Way Down. Thank you. With Glenn, yes. or, or Glenn Chamblin. Yes, thank you. And they did that in her church How as to well. beat your kids without leaving a mark. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. And they would get, so we think, I think you and I probably have had a hot glue gun where the glue stick is maybe three or four inches. Well, yeah. you can also get like industrial length ones that are like a foot long. Yeah. 
and they can act as a switch because they have some bend to them and and they didn't like to use tree limbs because they would dry out. <laughs> Boy, whoever would have known when they were inventing the industrial length glue stick that would be used that would become to traumatize a... generations right. of children. Exactly. So the Duggars, they ask Amy, the cousin, like, have you ever seen your cousins get hit or beaten? And mm -hmm. she starts to like tear up and gets very emotional and says, yeah, she said they called it the room of encouragement. Do you need some encouragement? You know, and then mm -hmm. they would beat them. So then there's this thing called blanket training where they put oh, a kid on God. a blanket, a baby, like six months a old baby. on a blanket. Yes. Now, my yes. kids had blanket time it was very different. That's tummy time. Yeah. So they start, you know, yeah. engaging their core and their neck muscles. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they would put them on the blanket. They would put objects off to the side. I know you guys saw the documentary. I'm not going to repeat everything, but, and then they would hit them as they tried to touch. If they went things. to go for it. Yeah. Their goal was to break the will of children as soon as possible. Yeah. Yep. That's it. It was just to break their will so that they would be more compliant. So one girl says, and I can't remember who it was, and I, I'm sorry I'm doing that, like one guy and one girl. I, I just got, you know, I can't write down her yeah, name. there's a lot of people. Um, she said, by doing this to young children, they're setting you up to become victims and to be groomed by adults. Yeah. And she's 100% correct. When yeah. you grow All up. All these kids knew. When you grow up knowing you cannot question authority, mm -hmm. that is how you let a coach molest you. You know what yep. I mean? Or a priest or a teacher because you think they are an authority figure and you have to do what they say. Like you don't yeah. learn to question anything. And, and we'll talk scary. about once the abuse allegations against mm -hmm. Bill Gothard come out, because of mm -hmm. course those exist, how, how, how they tried to solve that. Yeah. One dude had a good comment. He said, Gothard turned every father into a cult leader and every home into an island. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really chilling. Okay. And it's, again, these closed patriarchal societies. Yeah. And the women, you know, the fathers were, were doing a lot of this work, but the women were helping them cover it up. Like, oh, for sure. They're just as complicit. They're complicit, yeah. Yep. So Josh and Anna. Oh, and I wanted to make another th another note here. We hear from a lot of these former IBLP students that, like, their moms knew about the abuse or whatever when we get into the sexual mm -hmm. assault. The church, the church, quote, I'm really saying the men in the church. Right. Really talked these mothers into staying. Yeah. And into being in this community. So even if your mother was like, I hear you. Like, even if Michelle Duggar, let's say, wanted to leave because her she daughters can't. were being, she can't leave. Like, they, they have no education. Nope. They don't know anything else out nope. in the real and world. And you have a whole group of people you trust saying, we'll help you get through this. We'll yep. help you fix this. This is normal. It's okay. We'll it, like, I could it's see for your own good. Yeah, I could see like being, you know, a single mom or whatever. Cause we do get into that later and just being like, okay, all right. Like yeah. I need help. So, okay. So now Josh and Anna, Anna is his wife, 2006. She was 17. He was 18. I want to go back for one second to our friends, the Holtz who were 14 and 19. And 19. And Jim Holt says the creepiest thing of, well, she was, she was developed. So she was mature. Right. Okay. Okay. Dude. And I, I didn't know that. But he goes, we didn't know how old, I mean, I didn't know how old she was. She knew how old she was. Mm -hmm. I love that. She said that too. Cause she could have yeah. lied. She could have just said, and I was younger. Yeah. Nope. 14 and 19. Yep. And then he's like, well, we're from Arkansas. We marry young. <laughs> no, we're cousins. <laughs> he's a douchebag. Okay. He's such a creeper. So, 
uh, Anna's 17, Josh is 18. Everybody needs a chaperone to keep the purity culture intact. Right. All right. You, you never your, kiss before you marriage. You save your kissing. You save everything else for the wedding. Jim Bob gives, we see this scene where Jim Bob gives Josh some creepy magical wedding night DVD or something. Right. Um, at this point, now that's on TV and that's performative because at this point, sure. Josh has already molested his sisters. Josh right. knows yes. about sex. Yes, he does. So the man becomes the authority over the woman at the wedding. Now, Tia talks about her wedding and how she mm-hmm. she met the guy she had to marry. And she said um, she was raped three times on her wedding night. Yep. And then she found but out she didn't she, know that was rape. Right. And then she found out she was pregnant. Her husband was abusive. He beat her the entire time that she had five children. And she said, my husband even used to spank me. Mm-hmm. Oh. He beat the hell out of her. Mm-hmm. And listening to her talk about, like, she meets him. They'd been dating for less than a month. They get engaged because mm-hmm. that's what you're supposed to mm-hmm. do. And she said, I graduated. She's like, and I don't mean high school. I graduated from high school. I graduated to become an 18-year-old pure virgin, which was the goal. I, yeah. I did what I was supposed to do. Yeah, 100%. And she meets this guy. He, they're at a party at, like, the beach. He takes her onto a pier. He beats her up. And leaves her and she doesn't even know how to find him. And she comes back and he like pulls up the car and he's like, get in. And then he assaults her, as she said, three times in the bushes before she came back into the house. And and even now, even though she's so strong and so honest about what happened, she's like, I mean, there wasn't any penetration. So, but he did sexually assault me. And it's like, even that's a trauma response. It's a trauma response. Mm -hmm. Because so sometimes the narrative is the truth and the narrative is so traumatic. Yeah. That you, you downplay to, it. You have to downplay it. You absolutely have to. That's that's very common. She says the whole point is to inflict pain on women and children until you have submissive confession. Yep. That's and it. Then she says, and this is a good point. She goes, think about the audacity of Jim Bob to think that he could have his life filmed for how long. And to keep and all of these children his under child, control. Mm-hmm. And knew that his child molested somebody. One of those kids, statistically speaking, is almost certainly queer. Oh, yeah. Statistically speaking. Yes, yes. Imagine how that person feels. Right. I can't get into that. Okay. So then yeah. we have Chad Gallagher enters. He's the, the PR man. And he it was his idea to send Jill and Jenna onto the Megan Kelly show and downplay <sighs> the abuse. Jill says now she regrets it. And um, Jill's husband is like, it was a suicide mission. And Jim Bob told us we needed to get the show back on track. Yeah. Because that's how we get the Jill and Jessa counting on show. Because they couldn't have the Duggars anymore. Because now Duggar Kid 1 is a known Mm -hmm. molester and Ashley Madison kid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Cousin Amy tells us, actually, Jill... Totally lied in that interview, which, again, I don't blame her for that at all. Yeah, Because she actually had hit Josh and pushed him and fought back with him Mm -hmm. when the assault was happening. He wasn't. They weren't asleep. They knew what happened to them. They knew what happened. So TLC canceled the show anyway. Yep. And they decided to make a show called Jill and Jessa Counting On. So these are the stories of the two oldest girls, I guess. Yep. So we get their weddings mm-hmm. and births mm-hmm. and all that. Now that takes us into episode three where the family now uses Jess and Jill spinoff 
to give the family a voice to talk about Josh and defend him, mm-hmm. which is gross. It's gross. Mm-hmm. The theme of um, this episode is kind of the power of Jim Bob. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. You guys know I'm a huge fan of therapy. But what you may not know is you don't need to be in crisis to get help. See, we all carry around stressors, big and small, whether it's stuff at work, stuff with our kids, caring for our parents, even navigating friendships. Therapy is a safe place to work through those challenges. Therapy has also been a lifeline as I parent my teenage daughters. Working through some of my own stuff has made me a better mom. If you're thinking of starting Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to fit your schedule. BetterHelp matches you with a licensed therapist who fits your needs. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Little Miss Recap today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Little Miss Recap. So how far is his reach? How Mm. does he, you know, control his family? So we see this like lighthearted moment where they laugh and say that he made the girls suitors fill out actual applications. And he arranged Jill and Derek's marriage, essentially. Yeah. None of these kids can date. They Mm -mm. court with Mm -hmm. the goal of marriage, Mm -hmm. which we've learned about courting from the Plaths and sister wives Mm -hmm. and the Plaths and Mm -hmm. all of these fundamentalist groups yeah um and tia talks about it she's like the man first of all women have no agency no No, autonomy no no decision making she goes you could ask a 30 year old iblp raised woman what they want for dinner and they cannot answer you because they have never made a single decision in their life yeah they they will look at their husband and go what do i want for dinner yeah they they can't even tell you if they're thirsty and i and i just have to say something i think a lot of women vote this way Yes. You know what I mean? Like, who should I yeah. vote for? Tell me who I should vote for. Exactly. I know and people like that. I do too. And, it's like, and no, no. Vote for who you want to vote for, even if it's a terrible choice. Just, it has right. to be your choice. Right. Yeah. No, but these, these women don't have agency and autonomy. Mm-mm. And she talks about how she found her husband because he chose her. Mm-hmm. And he chose her because, as she said, I was red haired. I was fair skinned. I had big boobs. He thought I was hot. And as soon as he decided I would be his wife, that was it. Wow. That was the decision. Okay. So we see Jill kind of pushing back against Jim Bob at this point. Okay. Mm -hmm. She's, she's, first of all, none of these children got a dime of this money. Right. So they were on television for eight years. Not a dime. They never saw a penny. Not a dime. Jill says when she didn't want her, um, no, no, no. The wedding was okay. Okay. So she didn't want her birth filmed. Exactly. But her wedding was filmed. Anna and Josh's birth had, or yes. Anna Duggar's baby yes. had been birth, filmed. 
given birth in the bathroom and she didn't want that. So Jill and Jess had to- totally could have went on Extreme Sisters and had their baby in a swimming pool. Oh, but they, they sure mm-hmm. should have. Mm-hmm. So um, it's the chaos of Jill's wedding and Jim Bob slips her a contract, doesn't explain what it is and just has her sign it. And it's like a commitment to a few more years of the show. Ten more years of the show. <sighs> No, no, I've, I've, it was a five-year contract. Oh, I thought it was 10. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah, regard. It could be a two-year contract. Right. So the show wanted to film the birth of her baby. She said no, but they made her do it anyway, but they let Derek and Jill film it on handy mm-hmm. cams. Thank God. For references only. Um, TLC was paying the family, but not them. Jim, Jim, Jill says she never received any money. 2016, Jill and Derek are living in El Salvador doing mission work, like actual Christians. Yeah. And TLC wanted Derek and Jill to come back and film, and they said no. And Jill says it was the first time we ever said no. So then Jim Bob decides he's going to offer everybody $10 an hour. $10 an hour. Mm-hmm. $10 you an hour, You can make guys. more working at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Jim Bob said he would pay the older kids minimum wage in a lump sum if they would agree to be part of his production company forever. Mm-hmm. and the thing is okay they they had the show for eight years i mean these kids had to have been filming for thousands of hours because mm-hmm. they even talk about it and mm-hmm. that's the thing we know to be true like they re you know walking through the door you may have to do it 40 times till they get the take right like we know this is happening we talk about it on yeah yeah you know, yeah yep on uh 90 day all the time mm-hmm. this is a recreation of a conversation that may or may mm-hmm. not have happened mm-hmm. whatever it is we get that reality is not reality yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fine mm-hmm but let's say these kids, let's say just one of these kids worked 5,000 hours over those eight years. Yeah. He's not giving them $50,000. No, 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 no. All 19 of them. And no. also $50,000 is nothing did you compared just, to how much money they made. Did you just do that math in your head? 5,000 times I, 10 that quickly? Um, I added a zero. That's why wow, I chose numbers that were really easy. you. I know. Don't ask me to do anything more complex All than right. that. But I, hey, that I was complex zero. for me. Okay. <laughs> so hard. Let's go shopping. Now we're going into the training centers. So IBLP decides to open these training centers for kids that Ooh. are terrifying and look a lot like militia camps. In my they opinion. do. They are militia mm-hmm. camps. So lots of parents decide to send their kids there instead of college. There was like Constitution. You know, like just stupid camps where you would learn about American history, which was probably all wrong. You would learn about love in one of them. But the one that was terrifying was like God's mission or whatever. And they were all dressed like soldiers. It was really scary. They were were trying to build the Christian army Mm -hmm. to take over the country. But what they were really doing was doing manual labor for Bill Gothard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For no money. So he has them at these training centers and they're like building them. They're like pushing wheelbarrows of dirt and pouring concrete and it's wild. So some of them are like alert. This one that's called alert is paramilitary. Mm. Yeah. Like it's right out there. It, it, It looked no different than the videos you see of like, you know, army training camp. Like army boot camp. Yeah, yeah Hitler, I, I was going with the nicer analogy of like boot camp, but yes, like Hitler Youth too. It's Look all up the same some thing. Hitler Youth stuff. I mean, this is what he did. So yeah. Heather says she bought tampons at one point, and they made them take oh, yeah. they made them return them because they were pleasurable, 
and you were depriving your husband of breaking your hymen. Oh. Right. And then put her in a prayer room for four mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. Everything centered around shame, especially yes. for women around a woman's body. And by the way, there ain't nothing pleasurable about a tampon. No. Gross. Disgusting. Only only a fucking guy would think that would way. Would think that this is pleasurable. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Bill Gothard was super fucking rich, even though he pretended not to be. And then we see at the center, now he's starting to get into politics. And Mike Huckabee's Mm -hmm. uh, fingerprints are all over this shit. Oh, for sure. And the kids are doing campaign work for Mike Huckabee, Sarah Palin, Rick Perry. And then guess who's the biggest donor to IBLP? Hobby Lobby. David Green from Hobby Lobby. This is why we hate Hobby Lobby. Just because he's got his fingers in a bunch of shit yeah one thing we didn't say just that we forgot to mention early on jim bob was a state senator and had tried to run for senate yes lost he then runs later as well yeah but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and josh duggar was positioned to go into politics (laughs) so gothard starts a movement teaching bible and shit in the schools and in prisons and I just wrote, oh my God, they're spreading into the military and the police. They were they were doing these workshops yeah. for military. Yeah. And it was called Character First. Whatever. Like, the audacity of this guy. I know. I, I can't to even. Think. All right. So the oldest male present in the centers was in charge. Period. Yep. And yep. so, you know, girls were just molested and raped all the time. Right and left. Centers. Yep. Because that's Same. what happened when you put a bunch of teenage boys in charge of girls. That's right. You're going to have one or two bad apples who are going to take advantage of that. That's right. All right. So now we get into Bill Gothard and his gross brother, Steve. So Steve <laughs> was a real problem in the 80s. And this yeah. came out back then. So he shifted his brother to the Northwoods Conference Center in the Upper Peninsula. And girls who disobeyed Bill were sent to be, quote, terrorized by Steve. Yes. Bill Gothard also, as we'll talk about, was molesting young women. But Steve was way worse. Steve was worse. Bill was bad. Steve was way worse. Yes. So we're going to send the kids there. And Bill's solution to break Steve of this is to have him get married. I'm just going to marry one of these girls. Right. Her life will be awesome. You know what it reminds me of when they were trying to marry Joffrey off in Game of Thrones? And they they were going to marry to, what's her name? Oh. Oh, Stark. Stop. Oh, Sansa. Uh, Sansa, thank you. Yeah. Um, and you were just like, no, don't no. marry him. <laughs> like, like, who are we going to marry the monster to? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Oh, God, yeah. So he gets rid of Steve because even the board is like, no, dude, you're not marrying mm-hmm. this guy. Off to nope. one of these girls. So he gets rid of Steve and he institutes Matthew 18 which makes it impermissible to gossip, which means you can't make allegations against leaders. That's right. Mm -hmm. And they even show the video of the, I think it is Jill. It's one of the Duggar girls, Jill or Jessa talking about how you don't, you don't talk about a problem you have with somebody. You go and talk to them privately. You can talk about good things about people publicly, but bad things you keep private. Yeah. I'm going to go talk to my rapist about the rape. Right. Please don't Mm -hmm. do that again, Mm -hmm. sir. Yeah. Like it's bad. So now we meet Emily Anderson. She was only 10 when her father sexually abused her. She says, yes, my mother knew about the abuse, but my mother was in a cult too. 
Mm-hmm. And we get the journey of how, loved her. how she was moved to headquarters. And I guess when you were in headquarters, that was a big deal. Yeah, and you wanted to be there. And Bill Gothard had a very specific type of girl. And he would choose the yes. broken, the wounded birds. Yes. Is how Tia describes it. Yep. He chose the wounded birds. And Emily was a wounded bird mm-hmm. after being molested by her father. Yes, 100%. 100%. So we see Emily's trajectory, like she goes from, you know, this broken home to being in headquarters to one night Bill taking her upstairs, which we can assume he was going to assault her. Mm-hmm. And she and said the entire God place. someone was in the room. Yeah, she said the entire place was empty and then thank God somebody was there. So it yeah. didn't happen. All right. Now we see Journey to the Heart, which is a 10-day workshop where you get an individual meeting with Gothard and Derek says... I felt like this was a vetting process for Gothard. Like mm-hmm. he is a type. And once he liked you, you were chosen to work at headquarters. So yep. this is a man who was never married, never had kids, and just had all of these girls that he could do whatever yep. he wanted with. Yes. And apparently one thing that he did that I learned from Tia is he would, his he was into feet. Oh, whatever. Okay. I don't, that's I don't care what yeah. people are into. If that's your thing, go for fly it. Fly your freak flag. Fly, fly your freak flag. Just don't you know, assault people with your freak flag. Right. He, he was into feet. And so he would, you know, stroke young women's feet, Mm. but he would say that wasn't a sexual way of touching people. Right. Because it's your feet. Right. But he was getting off on the sexual for him. Yeah. Like people would see him sitting there with like a full on erection. Uh, Gross. Who described him? Was it Tia who described him as having a Lego shaped head in an ill fitting men's warehouse suit? Yes, but that's exactly what it is. So then we see Wisdom Book 36. If a woman, Jill tells us this, if a woman is sexually assaulted and doesn't cry out to God while it's happening, then she's it's not essentially assault. to blame. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, God. I wrote, oh, my God, idiot Michelle Duggar is saying she was a cheerleader and used to wear short skirts and she had no idea how defrauding that was. So defrauding right. is when you tempt, it's basically blue balls, when you tempt a man, yeah. but you can't carry through. Right. Without damaging your own um, purity. Every, everything, a woman's existence revolved around Defrauds not me. tempting a man. And you were just yes. this, you were set up as this just temptress. You know what I mean? It was so weird. It's, it's the same reason that we have this bullshit even now of like dress codes for girls in school. Yeah. Heaven forbid you wear like a tank top because boys can't concentrate. Oh, yeah. How about we teach boys to like get it together? Yeah. I'm going to start saying eye traps, I think. Eye traps. <laughs> you start going with your girls as they're leaving the house. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's an eye trap, darling. You I, cannot leave I the house like, in that. I feel like Bradley Cooper is an eye trap for me. <laughs> Bradley Cooper's an eye trap for me too. I, I should have been married to him. I almost went to high school mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. That was a missed I opportunity. No offense to it Todd. It really was. Love Todd, but that was a missed We love Todd. Well, more than that, I tell my best friend, Wendy, who I met in ninth grade, I'm like, I could have had Bradley Cooper, but I got you. So you better Mm. keep showing up, girl, because I took one for the team. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) So now we see the downfall. So there's this website called Recovering Grace and survivors start sharing their stories. Now, I want to say this is the double edged sword of social media, right? Yes. Because they sit like one person says. The Duggars and Bill Gothard have used, now they're using social media. We see Christian influencers and all of this yep. to get their message out. However, we also have all of these survivors 
using it to get their message out. And, you know, without that spotlight, we would never have known that this was happening. Tia says with 100% conviction, social media saved her life. Yes. Because she was able to connect with other women Mm -hmm. who had left. Mm -hmm. And she then had a roadmap of how you leave. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is they isolate these people, these particularly women. Mm -hmm. So they don't know that when they leave, they will have a safety net. Yeah. Tia's like, I left and I had a safety net of women who had all left before me. Yeah. And now I get to be the safety net for other women as they leave and help them through this. She's like, social media saved me and my children. This is the good of social media. It is. I mean, you take- The connection of social media. You have to take the bad with the good. And -hmm. you just have to hope that when people hear these Christian influencers talking about how, you know, women are eye traps, you just have to hope that people don't believe that. I mean, I know there are plenty who will, but there are- Way more that won't. Exactly. But there are. And thank God it helps women and children who are trapped in these systems mm-hmm. see that there is something else. Yeah, exactly. As Tia says, the sound of the of the modem, she's like, that sound became freedom to me. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So eventually these uh, allegations start to pile up. They finally decide to do something about it because, of course, IBLP is worth $90 million. Of course. Of course it is. Because they probably pay zero taxes. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Because it's a church. So they even have to physically escort Bill Gothard from a stage in 2018, which I needed to see better and clearer footage of that. Yeah, than just like a a grainy video of the building. I'm like, I want to see him being hauled out by his belt. Yeah. I need to see that. I need to see that. Yeah. So- Episode four, arrows activated. And at the end of three, they give you this impression. They never really go further on this, but they give you the impression that in the vacuum created by Bill Gothard's arrest, that Jim, Bob, and Michelle are now the heads of Mm -hmm. IBLP. That's not official. It's not official, but but they are certainly the public face of it. Yeah. Yep. For sure. So Josh Duggar is now arrested for child pornography. And... The images were real, 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 real bad. Like yeah. infants. Okay. Now, I want to say something. This is where I'm going to get political. So if you don't want to hear it, fast forward. Yeah. We see footage of Jim Bob saying the libtards and the liberals have yep. done this. They have yep. somehow manifested child pornography onto Josh Duggar's computer. computer. And that's what pisses me off. Like, yes, you just, you can't like this conspiracy mindset. And he's yes, like, that it's everyone's an Obama, out to get them. He's like, it's an Obama judge. If Trump yep. were still in office, this wouldn't be happening. So are you saying that Trump harbors pedophiles? Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> right. Like, what are, yeah. what are you saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. because it, the system's not corrupt enough for you? That's because it's this not corrupt. Working? It's not corrupt in the way that will benefit you. Yeah. Yep. It's corrupt in the way that's out to get you. If it was corrupt in the way to benefit him, he's good. Yeah. yeah. No harm, no foul. Great. Now, Amanda, we need to talk about Covenant Eyes. <laughs> oh, God. That Cove- video was something else. <laughs> Guys, I put the video in the Facebook group. If you're not in there and you don't see this video, you need to look this shit up. You should just put it in the show notes. It's, it needs to be seen. It's amazing. Covenant Eyes is a program 
Okay. That is, that is hawked by some dollar store Tom Cruise. Okay. Mm -hmm. And he is like, porn is my weakness. It's a superhero (laughs) thing. Excuse me. And so what this does is it tracks your usage on the computer. And when it detects that you are looking at porn. So Amanda would be my reliability buddy. Okay. Yes. Because you sign up Mm -hmm. with somebody. So I'm surfing porn on my computer. Blah, blah, blah. Amanda gets I get a, a fucking report and notification. Uh-oh, Amy's looking at the porn again. Amy's on the porn again. <laughs> so Amanda has to call me up and be like, do you need Amy, to get off the porn. <laughs> get off the porn. So, this this is evidence report. Jasmine needs this. This is evidence, evidence report. Evidence report. Yes. <laughs> so Josh Duggar knows has how, this on his computer but he also separates his hard he partitions his hard drive into two parts yep. so yep. that the other part doesn't report right oh, so he can look at all the bugger. nastiness mm-hmm. yes and they're like yeah he was always the most tech savvy of the mm-hmm. kids yeah that's what he did right he created a partition yeah. on his hard drive. he created a yeah. partition yep. so it's a dual boot yep. computer yep. and only one side had covenant eyes so he goes to he's arrested he goes yep. on trial the holtz testify against him um, Jim Bob testified that he didn't remember anything. Right. Meanwhile, he has the audacity to run for a Senate seat in Senate. Arkansas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who the hell runs for Senate while his son is being investigated for infant porn? Child pornography. Like, oh, God, I can't imagine. Then he has the audacity to send Jim Holt a fundraising email. He just testified right. against him. This is See, the whole re- trying to know. hold themselves out as good people. I don't think they are. No, I mean, they eventually no, did the right thing, no. but they're not good people. I don't know if you're watching mind. Love and Death, but yes. he has some real Candy Montgomery vibes. Like, he Candy does. Montgomery's just like the audacity Whatever. of that woman. Do you know what yes. I mean? Yes, yeah, and the could, audacity could, of Jim Bob. You could still have uh, Betty Gore's son or daughter sleep over. Sure, you're best friends. I just murdered sure. her with an axe, but okay. Fine, but yeah, but their kid mm-hmm. can stay over. And cool, this cool, cool. is this is kind of where we're getting into the end of it and starting to turn political because we hear about um, the Joshua generation, and that mm-hmm. is this generation of young men, mostly men, being raised yep. in this. And we hear from Alex Harris; he's their former leader, and he says they're building. Get ready, an elite force of Christian homeschool graduates to infiltrate the highest levels of government. He was a Harvard Law School grad who clerked for Supreme Court Kennedy. And these kids were to become U.S. Supreme Court justices to bring America back to being a Christian nation. Anybody, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to jump on either side of the political bandwagon, but I do want to say this. I have a degree in political science. I have some knowledge of this. Mm If you want to change the course of the United States, it doesn't matter who's president. It doesn't matter who's the senator or the representative. The courts. It's all about the Supreme Court. It's all about mm-hmm. the courts in general, but yeah. it's all about the Supreme Court. Yeah. And these guys have seen this well ahead of yep. the left seeing this and understanding yep. this. Yep. And I mean, the entire, the course that our country is going to be on for a long time was radically changed by the appointees that Donald Trump made to the Supreme Court. Whether you like him or not, I'm not even going to say. The one, the woman that he helped me. Amy Barrett. Thank you. uh, Coney. She was in a weird religion like this. Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah. Yeah. She was in a weird cult like this. Yes. Yes. She's one of them. 
She is one of them. Yeah. On the Supreme Court. On the Supreme Court. On the Supreme Court. As is, I mentioned, Madison Cawthorn. Mm -hmm. They talk about Patrick Henry University. Yeah, I wrote it's terrible. No, I looked that up. Oh, (laughs) that's a pretty low level. That's my deep dive into this. Patrick Henry College is terrible. Madison Cawthorn is fucking gross. That's why I read that. He is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he is. He was a trip. He, guys, he, He not just for his politics, he was accused credibly of abusing people. He was kicked out of Patrick Henry for sexual assault Mm -hmm. allegations, Mm -hmm. then goes to the House of Representatives, eventually gets himself the boot for sexual assault allegations. Mm -hmm. Never mind, he was probably a drag queen. Like, all sorts of stuff that I have no problem with. You be who you want to be, but it's the hypocrisy of it. It's the hypocrisy that pisses Mm -hmm. me off. Me too. Me too. Roe v. Wade is overturned. We see that we have to relive this nightmare. Yep. Um, Which is always the goal. Because the goal is not about... It's not about saving babies. We've known that for a long time. It's about controlling women. And it's also about creating more white Christian babies. Yeah. I don't even know if it's about that. I think it's about winning elections. It's about that too, but it's about creating an army of these white Christian babies that will become white Christian adults so we can take over. It's the most, how do I say this? They really use it as a cudgel. Like they just, mm-hmm. you know, this is, it's so, you can really make it an emotional issue. They're killing yep. babies. That's what you can say. Yep. People yep. are going to vote for that. People are going to no come out and vote. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now they're trying to figure out, okay, so that's gone. Now they're trying to figure out what is the next issue that we can scare people with. And this is where trans people drag are coming queen. in. Trans people and drag queens. Yep. They're going to harm your children. They're going to go into a bathroom and abuse a child. That's not going to happen. I mean, will no. it, could it happen? Sure. But it is but way it happens more all likely the time. that a straight white man is going it's to beat the hell child. out of a trans right. person. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's so ridiculous. Anyway. Okay. I'm not going down that road. But I will say this. We have Christian influencers like Paul and Morgan who met oh on God, Tinder. They ridiculous. And they're trying to make Christianity cool again. She doesn't wear pants. She's submissive. And they're just repeating Bill Gothard's horrible, horrible ideas. And they're they're both very conventionally attractive. Their mm-hmm. home looks nice. Mm-hmm. They look like they're having fun. I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're in a lot of ways the perfect poster child for this. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't look scary. Right. And, and I want to go back and clarify something. When I say a white man is more likely to abuse your child, I'm saying a white man because look at this ministry. There's no people of color in this ministry. No, very, no, no. very few. I'm not saying people of color don't commit crimes. I'm just right. specifically in this talking world, about this ministry, which is this ministry is a very white very male white. dominant. Yeah, yeah. Very I don't white. want and to feel like dominant. I'm picking on white people. I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So a bunch of women come together and they decide to sue IBLP mm-hmm. and Gothard. They knew what was happening. They covered it up. But the statute, yeah. the statute of limitations was up. So it was dismissed. The motherfucker countersues these women yep. for $18,000 a piece. Yep. Um, so, the, and he loses that case. The judge hears them out. They have their day in court. He loses. Josh Duggar is found guilty 12 years in prison. Good. Goodbye. Right. But Anna's sticking by him. Anna's sticking by him. She doesn't know anything else. Okay. She's as indoctrinated in the cult as the rest of them. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. Um, ATI doesn't exist anymore. The Advanced Training Institute, right. the wisdom booklets, they're gone. You, and- you can now buy them. I was 
Oh, I was so Almost tempted. Just, I was so I was tempted. so tempted too, but I'm like, I'm not giving those people a penny of my money. Dime. And yeah. the survivors talk about what havoc this has wreaked on their life. And then they talk about this period of deconstruction where they start to question everything they were taught and break that down. And in the end, the former members are using their voices, which they say is what the church feared the most. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. want to say something too. This is where this whole argument comes about churches having tax-free status because you can't yeah. say that they are not influencing politics. No. Like the idea behind churches receiving the benefit of a tax-free existence. That they stay out of government. Yeah. Is that, you know, we don't tax your beliefs about religion mm-hmm. and separation of church and state, blah, blah, blah. Yep. They're not separate. They're yep. not separate. And not it's, it, it's these, when you have a leader like Bill Gothard and you essentially give him a pass and say that he is just untouchable. Mm -hmm. This is what happens. Yeah. It's, it's the reason Scientology was able to really grow and still be around is because they were able to get that tax-free status. Yes. That changed everything for them. And they have Tom Cruise money. And they have Tom Cruise money, but they have all these actors money. One of the things I thought that was interesting that they said, and it's true, is as Tom Cruise is, is to Scientology, mm-hmm. the Duggars are to IBLP. Yeah. yeah. They are the public face. The Duggar life, take Josh out of it, looks great. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That video when they went to Japan oh. and the girls dressed as geishas. Oh. Holy, <laughs> holy guacamole. It was awful. It was pretty it bad. It was awful i hope that we did an okay job talking about this i hope we did too i mean we obviously have our biases i hope Mm -hmm. we own them well Mm -hmm. and again i'm gonna say i know religious people who are are just as appalled by this as we are my my bias is not towards religious not at all it is people it is people who use religion as a means of control Mm -hmm. and abuse and and abuse and domination Mm -hmm. and that is the sole purpose of it. Yeah. They're not trying to make people's lives better. No. And and I my heart breaks for the women and children in this. For sure. Because For sure. It's it like makes me want to start victims. like getting out in these communities to be like there's another way to be. I know. I know. And oh. also, you know, I'm terrified of a whole generation of people who were raised on these wisdom bookets. Oh, that's another thing I want to say. Megan with an H, my bud. Um mm-hmm. She. Yes. This will be her third mention. Her third mention. She. She. <laughs> Megan with do, an H. Do you know that that's in her Instagram profile? I do. It's so cute. Yeah. Megan with an H told me she was homeschooled. I believe okay. it was her. Was it her that I was talking with? It is. Okay. <clears throat> cool. So Megan with an H wanted me to clarify, and and I feel like this is an important distinction. She mm-hmm. was regular homeschooled. Yep. And not all homeschooled kids are lo- sitting home learning from the wisdom booklets. And that is no. a very important distinction. It is. I have a number of friends who have homeschooled their yes. children. Yes. And, and it's they are in Yes. They are in great universities. Mm-hmm. They are doing great. Yes. You can absolutely teach your children at home. Um, I. This is not that. Correct. This is the wisdom booklets, guys. Yeah, this is not education. And I'm sure Megan with an H was not talk through the wisdom booklets if she was I'm guessing megan she did not have H, a you have to call me we have to yeah to megan with nature <laughs> you on if uh if you were learning um uh eye traps 
Next week, Little Miss Recap talks with <laughs> Megan with an H about eye traps. Eye traps. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but she's right to make sure she we point that out because th- is, these things important. do tend to get painted with a broad brush, especially homeschooling. Right. So yeah, our 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 beef is not with homeschooling. Nope. Our beef is not with religious people. Nope. Our beef our was, beef is, is not with abuse. good Christians who do good Christians do good do good work. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My beef is with people who use that as a cudgel to abuse control and dominate women because that's what it is it's dominating women yeah yeah all right girl any other thoughts i mean did you ever think this was going on behind the duggars i mean i knew probably something weird was going on Mm -hmm. i and i knew a bit like i said about the quiverful and stuff but i had never really dug deep into it Um, you watch plathville Oh, of course, watch Plathville. Love it so much. And what I, I love, love about too. it is that Ethan and and Mariah and Micah are are getting away from this. Yeah. I find what I find most compelling about the Plaths is watching these children leave this world and figure out how to navigate the world. Mm-hmm. Not watching, you know, the children of the corn do their homeschooling. No, no. Um it's you see little mercy sitting there with their wisdom booklets and their wisdom booklets and poor Lydia in her prayer closet. But, um, yeah, it, it's, you're it like, get so... that wisdom booklet off of mercy right now. That's right. It, it is just, Oh God. I just, it's so what's mind boggling to me is that we all grew up during the same time and in mm-hmm. the same place. Mm-hmm. Like the Duggars are not much young, older than we are. No. Because I was, if this ATI bullshit, this homeschooling uh-huh. started in 83, I was six. That's when your kids start 10. school. So yep. like a generation my age was educated this way. This way. And, and the believe me, I've met happening... them all on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> What's amazing to me is this is happening in the same country that you and I grew up in. Yeah. And it's all happening in the same place. Yeah. And that's what's mind boggling to me mm-hmm. is you know, these girls are getting thrown the wisdom booklets when they're six. I remember vividly at six years old, my dad's like, you need to learn how to have a good handshake because women aren't taken as seriously as men in the world. Mm-hmm. And a good handshake will help change that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There like, it's just such a different way of being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. It's so, I don't know. It's, it's scary to know this is mm-hmm. out there. It's terrifying. Hope, and that they're hope, creating more of them. Oh. I hope it's being diluted in some way. I hope so too. But I hope, I hope shows like this because again, I thought it was a really well doc, really well done documentary. Me too. I hope things like this expose a lot of these fans of the Duggars, not the religious ones, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but the people who just thought this was a great little family. Yeah, I hope it's helping them see this. You were sold a bill of goods. Yeah, and what you saw was the Oz and Curtain. This was not what was happening. I mean, what was happening behind the curtain it's was the same horrific. reason we watch Sister Wives, right? Like we yep. watch it yep. to see the the family crumble and to see Cody's grip over these women deteriorate, right? And to see yeah, the knife the in the sh- kidneys, like that's what the we, show we're has here gotten for. so much more compelling now that the women are like, mm, no, we're not doing yeah. this anymore. Yeah, yep. I'm all about women's rights. Same. Yeah. All right, same. girl. Well, it's been a pleasure talking with you about this enraging Always. topic yes i feel yes, like and i, I just know. need to put it behind me now yes we can't talk about this anymore but we would love to talk about it with you in the facebook group <laughs> yes, um yes we would and i know a lot of people were like really excited for us to talk about this so please let us know your thoughts good bad and different yes we want to keep 
at least having the conversation, but we are done podcasting about this horror. Yeah. And if you haven't already, like Amanda said, jump in our Facebook group. It's there. It's open. We have discussions in there. Uh, We have, I don't know, several posts going now about what we're watching, what to watch, what to cover next. Mm -hmm. So give us some ideas. Get in there. Leave us a review. We enjoy reviews. I mean, you know, Megan with an H has done that. Has anyone else? I don't know. Yes. A lot of of you have. Thank you. But (laughs) please, if you haven't, we would love to hear them. All right. Amanda, tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, Instagram at Amanda Lipnack. And I know you linked that in the show notes because you're good that way. And you can find me at Amy Archer Writer or you can find the show at Little Miss Recap. Follow us on Instagram. We're over there. Please. And find us on all of the major podcast apps well obviously you found us if you're listening to us we don't need to tell you like how to now find i us. need to go watch like ted lasso or something and just yeah something palette. to totally yeah. palate cleanse yes yes all right thank you everybody we'll see you soon take care everyone